ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills. That draws us to Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. Now... Um, Genesis 20 verse 7 It says Therefore restore the man his wife For he is a prophet And he shall pray for thee Now the word prophet there Is the word inspired He is inspired An inspired man Another meaning of that word is spokesperson Spokesman. So a prophet is a biological microphone for God to speak so that we can hear. Amen. But today, um, what I want us to do is to turn to John, John 15 and verse 7. John 15 Now I want to just make a point um, About What we were reading In um, Genesis 20, all right, about he's a prophet and he will pray for you. You know, a prophet is just a man, a pastor, an apostle, whatever he is. He's just a man, you know, somebody who God is using. Now, one of the things is that whenever God sends somebody into our lives The person can be with you But you don't benefit You see And the reason why God sends A man of God Into your life Is the same reason why he would send an angel Like why would God send an angel You know Like God is trying to intervene In our situations. Do you get it? 
when he's sending an angel. So, in the same way, when God is trying to intervene in the situations of uh, Christians, do you see, he sends somebody. He sends a man. Always. This is the only way. You get it. Now, because the man is a man, you see, there is a tendency to dismiss the person or dismiss the relevance of the person because it's a man also. Like, no matter what he says or does, he's also a man. He wee-wees, poo-poos, he does all the things you do. So, if you don't take care, you can just relate with the person because there's enough humanness in any man of God for you to relate with the person just as a human. Now, that is the great disadvantage. That's the error. Because then whatever is supernatural about the person, you don't get that. But others who don't know enough things about the person, you get it? Like enough, they don't know enough natural things and don't relate enough naturally. They only know the supernatural. So they just flow and they get so much. That is why Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his kin and um, in his own house where every natural thing about the person is what you will encounter. If you are in a house with a, a man of, of God, a prophet. That is when you see how many times he's going to the toilet. But if you come to church and you meet a man of God far away, you'll never see that, that part of him, unless there's an emergency. <laughs> you never know that aspect. Yes. So, I'm saying this to say that in the first love church, we are making one of our important policies, are you with me? And campaigns to honor the prophet so that the people right there can get something. That's, that's all. But it's not that a prophet is God. Like if, if he prays, everything is there. Oh, it is he who is saving you and it's not true. But there's a lot that comes. And if you believe in a certain way, all the supernatural things about the person will help you. And you really benefit from it. Now, over the years, over the years of ministry that we have been blessed to be part of, God has used me to do many things. 
and also to say many things. You know, one of my pastors, actually even a lay pastor, he said to me that, you know, people receive you as a pastor. He said, for me, I see you as a, I see you as a prophet. Because, you know, he was with us from Collegio. He's one of our first converts. Actually, Bishop Saki is the one who led him to Christ on the street. Yeah. And he said, over the years, you say this, then it happens. You say this, then it happens. And you say this, then it happens. So he said, for me, I don't see you as a pastor. I see you as a prophet. He said this to me some years ago. So, I have also seen that many of the things that are being said and that I say, not that I'm always right. Somebody said to me, you're not always right. Of course I'm not always right. Who is always right? God is always right. That's why God has given us minds. You know, one day a white man told me something. What is the use of a mind if it cannot change? And another person also told me, it's only God who doesn't change his mind. <laughs> These are very two, two great statements. Mind changes are very important because we are human beings. Now, I'm saying that over the years, I've come to see that many of the things that are said, they happen. But you see, I myself, when you are anointed, it's like when you are gifted. You don't sometimes notice that you are anointed. You yourself don't know. You don't even notice it. If you take, let's say, a singer, a good singer like Ida, it's if you try to sing the song personally. That's when you realize that what the person is doing that looks natural is actually a gift. Yes, it's actually a gift. And a, a good singer may not even know that the person is a good singer. Or a, a gifted person may not even know this. A good example is Bishop Okobotaidoku. Years ago when I met him first, you know, I don't know how come he sang, but I, I made him sing. You know, some years later he told me, do, do I know that that's the first time that he sang? <laughs> yes. You know, and I could see that he was gifted. He could sing. Yes, but he didn't even know. He said, no one has ever made him sing before. And I, I made him sing. Yeah. So, that is how the gift is. Sometimes the person himself is not aware. But what has happened is that I am now more conscious of the gift. And also, I'm more conscious of the things that I'm saying. That's why I don't like using people as examples. Especially bad examples. I don't like it. Because almost everybody I've used as a bad as has happened. Yes. I mean, illustrating something. Then you see that it's, it's happening. So, a lot of the things are prophetic. Are you with me? Yes. So, I believe that um, 
It's important for us to emphasize, but don't be deceived. A prophet is not God. Neither is he all-knowing, all-powerful. He's nothing. He's just a person. But it is in your interest. You see, if I, I may not save my son, but you should save my father. Uh-huh. I may not save my son. You, you, it is, it, the onus is on you to save my father, not for me to, that you are my son. No, it is onus on you to save my father. And the onus is not on me to say, I am a prophet. But the onus is on you to say, you have to see that this thing you are saying, it's going to happen. Exactly as you said it. Amen. So, that is, I'm just making that point. Because in the church, you may almost think that we are going bonkers. Trying to honor somebody and say that the person is now God. There's nothing as stupid as that. We've been around for some time. Are you with me? But I'm trying to let us depart. I see too many people poor because they wouldn't believe just one thing that I said. Yes. They wouldn't believe. They said, do this. They wouldn't believe it. You know, before the service began, I was talking with some young men. And one of them said to me, he said, some years ago, I was in the Dancing Stars. And I said to him, I don't remember, he said, I spoke to the Dancing Stars and I told them, I don't know how long you can be Dancing Stars. So, and I said, learn, I think Photoshop or something, I told him, learn something. <laughs> and now he, he began to describe how that thing, he, said, he just took it seriously as a Dancing Star and how that thing has helped him even to have work today. But you see, I don't even remember, but I said that was the only thing I told the dancing star. Learn this one too, it's good. Because I don't know how long you'll be a dancing star. So, please receive me as a prophet or a nabi. This is an inspired person, especially for you. This is like a breast. All the breasts of the girls here are dry. When you press it and you express from the nipples, nothing will come out. Unless there's a problem. If there's a problem, something will come out. If, if, if blood comes out, there's a problem. If milk comes out, there's a problem. These are two things you don't need to come. If you are not. Doctor, am I saying something wrong? Am I not saying the right thing? Because there are doctors, there are specialists here. Yes. You didn't want that. There should be nothing. But once God has given you the gift of a child, that same breast, out of all the breasts here, becomes a machine producing breakfast, lunch, and supper. And snacks. (laughs) Yes, and snacks as well. Why? Because of the presence of of a child. So that is what I'm saying that sometimes the presence of my sons, my daughters, my children, my sheep, or people that God has given me to, to care for, it generates the breast. You see, and God Himself has got the name El Shaddai or the mighty breasted one, like the one who has a lot of breasts. 
Yes. So in 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 what do you call it? There are there are statues of women with breasts from head to toe. It's like many many breasts. That was the idea that because the breast is like everything. Yes, breast gives everything to a child. You know. Imagine that. You don't have to fry anything. You don't have to cook anything. You don't have to boil anything. I mean, it's not even water. You don't need to be connected to water and sewage if you have breasts. The child will not drink anything. Vitamin, don't eat vitamin, nothing. Everything is in the breast milk. That's amazing. So, it is the presence of the child. You see, that leads to that. And I've seen women with 11 year old, 10 year old, all sucking their breast. Yes. One of them. There, was, there, was no, there was not much food. Yes, and then they keep on. It works. <laughs> Are you with me? Amen. Now, in today's prayer time, we are using John 15 verse 7. And look at it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, listen. There must be a point in your life where this verse can be used. In your life. If you abide in me. How many are in Christ? I mean, you have been around. Because <laughs> you see, some of you think that this scripture will be fulfilled by a very old man. Who has stayed in Christ for so many years. He hasn't done anything bad. You know, look. You are in Christ. You are here. You are here. You are abiding in him. No matter your struggles, you are in him. Amen. And then his words are abiding in you. I mean, is it, don't you know some scriptures? If you know some scriptures, it means his words are abiding in you. At least you know one or two scriptures. How many know John 3.16? You, you probably know some scriptures. Yeah. Now it says, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. Amen. So, we are going to Ask God what we will. Now, I want everybody to take a piece of paper. Just a small paper. It's something that I need you to do. Don't, don't take any big, if you don't have a big paper, or if you want to use your phone, whatever. Because I, I want us to ask what we will. Yes. Now, everybody is going to write. I need you to, if you can get a paper, I would love it. Because... I'm going to make you put this paper on the ground. We are going to pray and put because this is a blessed this is a blessed ground. Yes. It's a blessed land. There are blessings here. Hallelujah. Yes. So just a small thing and you can even write 
your prayer request in code. So that in case you lose it, or somebody says that he's reading your prayer, or somebody has an app that can read paper. I don't want the person to read your prayer. It has nothing to do with the person sitting by you, please. So just uh, your paper. Don't use a paper like this. Too big. Use a small one. Just a small one like this. So this one, somebody can have some. Small one like this. Who needs paper? Now you see, there are many scriptures we can invoke. But you see, God is a very legal God. Yes. I hear the Spirit telling me, John 16, 23. Let's use two verses so that, excuse me to use the wrong phrase, God cannot escape. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. I don't mean it in that way, but like, you understand, like God cannot escape from the, the, the legal verses that we are bringing. In that day, that is today, Jesus was talking. He said, you ask me nothing. He said, verily, verily, I, me, me, I'm saying to you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. He will give it you. Wow. Verse 24. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Amazingly, God wants you to be happy. Full joy. How many sometimes you are happy, but there is something niggling? If you've ever known when somebody close dies, there is a feeling that comes around. If you know somebody close who has ever died before, everything will be going on, but there is some feeling. That's what I mean. Something is there that doesn't let you be very happy. Yes. Now, God really wants us to be happy. Amazing. Amazing. You wouldn't believe it, but he really does. Your joy may be full. Your joy may be full. Yeah. You know? And I brought this verse because for those who, are, who lose confidence when you see John 15, 7, like maybe if, if, if you abide in me and my words abide, you may feel that it's for very strong people. Yes. So I also brought this one for those who are not feeling too strong. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to have different ones to approach the Lord from. Amen. Have you got your paper? Now, I want you to write only one thing, but sometimes there are two things that are linked. So, it's like you want this and this, and you almost don't know which one to write. So, if you have two things like that, write the two. But I usually just want you to have one thing. 
If it's three that are linked, you can also put the three down, but it's usually one thing. But I know that there are some issues that have two things. This and this have to be done. Yes. Are you ready to pray a prayer that will be answered by all means? Do you believe that there is a real God? Do you believe that Jesus is here now? Do you believe that Jesus can hear me speaking now? Do you believe that God is actually watching me as I'm leading you to pray to him? Do you believe that God can actually want your joy to be full? How many have something that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't let you be too happy? Raise your hand. That's the thing. Some people don't have, but some have. Yes. Beautiful. And I know God is going to do it for you. Hallelujah. And I'm also going to pray for you. That God answer prayer. You know, one of the times I look forward to more than any is when I go to meet God alone in the middle of the night every day. Yeah, because I know that he's there. I, be, I like it more than being here. Yes. I look forward to, I know I, will, I wake in the middle of the night suddenly and I get out of my bed. And I'll be with him. And I come into my place. I say, Lord, I'm here. And I begin praying and these verses, they are so powerful. God has to answer me. He has to. He has to. It is his word that is at stake. Are you ready to pray and ask God for something today? How many have something that you believe God can and will answer you in Jesus' name? Amen. Stand up to your feet, everybody. Have you got your piece of paper? Have you written it? Did you write it in a code? Yeah, you can write it in chi, in ga, any language. Put up John 15 verse 7. Again, if you abide in me, how many are still Christians? Look, if you feel bad about your Christian life, okay, and you feel that you are not abiding in him. The point that I want to make to you is that I don't know when you'll be able to use John 15, 7 till you die. From now till you die, you always have this type of feeling. That like you are not really abiding in him and you are not really, you know, his words are not really abiding in you. It's always there. But I have a prophetic sensation that Sending requests. This is not me praying for you. This is you praying. God is going to answer. Lift your hands and begin to pray. Hold your request in your hand like this. Mario Bolani, Mende, 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 Mende,
many of you believe that God has heard the prayer you've prayed? Now, sit down, but I need you to hold your prayer request. Sit down. Hallelujah. Are you still around? Now, Ephesians 3.14, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and then we're going to come back to what we have specifically prayed for. Ephesians 3 verse 14, this is Paul praying. Now, I want to give you a secret of prayer. You know, most of the things you pray for, I'll tell you, pray for spiritual things. What I've noticed is that spiritual things lead to physical things. So, I would rather pray for wisdom, which will probably lead to the resolution of something. Or I'd rather pray for the Holy Spirit, which will lead to Him leading me to something. Or I'd rather pray for strength, which will lead me to be stronger than what is coming against me. So, I would advise you, you see, like praying for things like a car. Many times you find that it looks as if maybe God hasn't answered your prayer. It's often because you prayed amiss. Most spiritual things lead to the physical thing you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by God's grace, if it's a Mercedes Benz that I want, I can have it tomorrow. Just tomorrow, I'll just walk in and say, give me this one. I've never prayed for it. Rather, a spiritual thing can even lead somebody to even give you a Mercedes-Benz. Yes. Mercedes-Benz, sorry. So, I'm just giving you a tip. Because if you look at this, you see that those prayers... They get answered. And, and it's always answered. So, sometimes you see me praying for one hour for the Holy Spirit. Spirit of this, spirit of this, spirit of that. Which leads to this. Yeah. So, so, when I stand and I say, Lord, you said if your words abide in me and my words abide in you, I will ask for what I want and it shall be done. I'm asking for the Holy Spirit. Or the spirit of wisdom. I mean, you now look at the topic and then look at the verse you've used. Do you think it will not be answered? Uh, this is what I'm saying you should pray for, you see. But if you say, if I abide in me, I abide in you. Okay, so Lord, give me a BMW. You, you'll be surprised that you needed maybe a lot of wisdom and maybe humility and some other spiritual grace that will lead to the BMW. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. Now, when you look at Paul in his Christian life, when he was praying, you notice that was how he prayed. Rarely will you see him pray for a car, a horse, a chariot, all these things that we... Like, Lord, do this by Friday. Read it. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus. Okay? Of whom the whole family on earth, heaven and earth is named. Now, even in Lighthouse, we go back... Even in Lighthouse or in UD, United Denominations, we have 
half, not half, some of our family in heaven and some on earth. Yes. Some of our pastors are in heaven and some are on earth. So the family is partly in heaven and partly on earth. And the longer we live, more will be going be in heaven and more will be, some will be on earth. Verse 16. Now this is what he was praying. Look at verse 14. He says, I bow my knees to the Father, which means I'm praying. That's what? Verse 16. That he would grant you, you see, notice the topic. According to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. Yes. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. This prayer, it, 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 will, it will by all means be answered. How many think that this prayer will be answered? Yes. Yes, I think so too. That if we abide in him and his words abide in us and we stand and say that we should be strengthened by his spirit in the inner man, I can tell you 100% that even me on earth, I can sense that this prayer will be answered. What do you think? And you see, you are going to outsmart the devil when you start to pray like this. I mean, even Satan will be wondering, what is he asking for? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure none of us here wrote on our sheets of paper this topic Lord that I be strengthened made a very strong whatever I don't think so meanwhile when the devil is coming for you one of the main things is strength look when I was in secondary school we came to form one we were all Little boys, 11 years old. Look at how old it is, eh? When we used to go to boarding school. 11. You've been with a 19-year-old. And there was a guy, he was bigger, older, and we called him Methuselah. And there were even rumors that his son was on the Eastern compound. But it was just something I'm sure they were saying. When they used to call us, one small boy, we would run to serve the form two boys. They would call us and torment us. Kill all the mosquitoes here. Drink curry and chloroquine. And all kinds of things. But Methuselah, he was even bigger than the form three boys. By his strength alone. One day, I was either on top of him or next to him. And I, I went, they shouted once more. But I said, are you not going? He said, no. <laughs> Me? I will never go. <laughs> so I left him and I ran because I was weak. I was weak. I was nobody. Strength. And, and nobody asked. He was in the dormitory. They called. He was sitting there. He was arranging things in his trunk. He never moved. We all ran there and he sat there. 
I said, I said, that is not you come. He said, no, I will not go. Because he can swipe all of them. You are going to swipe the enemy to the side. So, how many can see why sometimes when we pray, it doesn't seem to be getting to be, to be answered. Because you, you are too specific. You are too specific. Yes. They are too specific in some of the things. Now, think of when you were a little child and you you to ask your mommy for something. All you want is toffee. Almost everything you want is wrong. You want to play only. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to learn. Almost everything you ask cannot be answered. Not because they don't want to give you, but it can't be answered. So I am telling you something that is why you get 100% answers. Spiritual topics. Carry on. 16. That you'll be strengthened with might. Verse 17. Hmm? Look at the topic. That Christ may dwell in my heart by faith. And that I'll be rooted and grounded in love. How many things that it will be? I said, Lord, I have only one quick request for you that I will be rooted and grounded in love. Hmm. How many didn't write this once? I know you didn't write it. That is why I am prophetically telling you the topics that will be answered. How many want to review your requests? Yes. <laughs> or you can add on. That you be rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18. And that you may be able to comprehend or understand. Understand. What is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. These are prayer topics. That you will be filled with the fullness of God. What a prayer. This is the second Ephesian prayer. Yes, we have two prayers in Ephesians 1 and 3. Beautiful. And then, verse 20. And to him that is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. You see, God can do more than we are even asking. So, We are going to pray again. I want you to take your topic, check your paper again and see if you have anything. Some of us have to pray for wisdom. That's all you need. You don't have to pray for any particular thing. God, give me the spirit of wisdom. And that spirit of wisdom will make you like Solomon to be able to build a house. Yes, that's all you need to ask for. The spirit of wisdom. That's all. Some of you need strength so that any demon that is... Calling you one small boy, it will stop calling you one small boy. Say, no, there's no small boy here. That thing doesn't work on me again. It doesn't work again. How many want to be able to say it doesn't work anymore? It does it used to work, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. I don't it doesn't work on me. Demons used to call, say, Come, come. Come for, come for whatever. And you say, No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. I'm not your small boy anymore. 
Hallelujah. Some of us need to pray for spirit of understanding. Because the lack of understanding makes you have long meetings. Anytime somebody has a long meeting or longer meeting with you, it shows you lack understanding. You don't understand things. Yeah, that is the only reason why it takes a long time for the meeting to end. The meeting should have been quick. Like, oh, I see that when he even speaks, you even explain what he's trying to explain to you with an illustration. So, oh, I see that he understands what I'm saying. That's all. And it goes. But the long meeting we are having with you, it shows that you don't understand. That's what you lack, not wisdom, understanding. Some of us have to pray for the spirit of counsel so that God give me a word of advice. A word of guidance. That's the spirit of counsel. Some of us need strength. God make me strong and strong. Maybe there is a boy when he speaks, when, even when, when you hear his voice, you almost wee wee on yourself. Like when you say, Hi, baby. Hi, baby. The, the, the wee wee is coming. You are weak. In front of that boy there, Charlie, you are weak. What a boy. I mean, he can call you to come and you will go. No, no, it's true. How many realize that what I'm saying is true? He can call you and you will go. You know, you know yourself. Some of you have an old whatever. If he used to come back and he used to call you, even after church, he says, come. I said, come. You will go. You will go. It means Satan has called you one small girl and you you have come. But from today, whatever was treating you like a football, playing Dangbeshi with you, playing Sulia with you, scoring goals with you, today is the last day of that thing in Jesus' name. Stand to your, uh, check, check your request. If you want to modify or add Check it because I need you to pray in such a way that by all means you 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 receive answers. Instead of praying for money, pray for the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom makes you rich. Wisdom makes Solomon rich. Tell God to change the way you think and make you have a wise mind. Some of us need to pray for humility. That's all. Humility will change everything in your life. Pray for it. You'll be surprised. Yes. Maybe this week somebody's going to meet you and tell you, smile. And that's the spirit of counsel right there. Smile. And that will be your life. Just keep smiling. Have you modified your request? Put your request on the ground. This is a holy ground. A blessed ground. Stand on it and lift your hand and say, Lord, I am here on holy ground. I'm lifting up my hands. I'm praying according to your word. If we abide in you, your words abide in us. We shall ask what we will. It shall be done. 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 I ask in the name of Jesus. I ask in the name of Jesus. I ask in the name of Jesus. Whatever power is calling for you, 
hands, Father. We are abiding in you. Your words are abiding in us. We are asking what we will. Let it be done to us, O oh God. Send angels from heaven. Send support to us from heaven. Strengthen us, O oh God. Enter our crisis. Enter every darkness. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Jesus' name. Now pick the the request from the ground. Lift it up. Say, Father, this is the evidence of my prayer. When I came to church, I prayed and I believe you have answered. Thank you for answering my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated for a moment. I've not finished. Zachariah. Zachariah. Now, whenever we are praying, we must not forget the devil. Because he's a very present opposer to our lives. He often wishes we wouldn't mention his name. But we know him. Amen. We are not ignorant. Now, Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 1. Are you with me? Are you sure? You, you are in church. We are, we are in a church now. We are, we, are, we are having church. He said, he showed me Joshua. The high priest. You see, which is you. You are priests of God now. He has called us to be priests and kings. Now look at what the devil is doing to a priest and king. He said, I, he showed me Joshua in the, this vision. Zechariah was having a vision. And he showed me Joshua the high priest. Standing before the angel of the Lord. And who, no other than Satan, standing at his right hand to resist him. Yes. You see, an angel is here. And Satan is here. Often we often wonder how close can God be to the devil. Are you, are you understanding? Like if there is an angel, there should be no devil. 
<laughs> Amazingly, there is a priest. Here is an angel. And right there is the devil. Now, what is he doing? He is there to resist. So today, we have seen by this. You see, there are three ways to detect the devil. And this is one of them, a vision. God opens your eyes. And then you see the devil. I've seen the devil a number of times. A number of times. Each time it was important that I saw. Now, whatever resists you, prevents, you see, to resist, it means what in the dictionary? To resist. To resist is to do what? Oppose. You see, you want to serve God, but something is fighting you. You want to be holy, but something is preventing you. You want to move forward in your Christian life. Something is resisting you. You want to be a priest. A priest. How many have realized that you want to be a priest and it's as if something doesn't want you to be a priest. Ah. It means what? To stand against. To obstruct. To strive against. Look, that is why, you see, when I stand here, I, I feel like somebody who wind is blowing this way and I'm also going this way. That's how I, that's all my life is like that. It's like I'm going against the wind or the tide. Because Satan is trying, he says, to counteract as a force. Huh? To endeavor to counteract, to frustrate. To defeat. Yes. So that is what Satan is trying to make. Trying to make you a defeated Christian. But that is why we have seen him in the vision. Read it. Zechariah 3. Verse 2. Beautiful. And the Lord said to Satan. The Lord rebuked thee. Oh, Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem. You see, it's because of the house of God. God will often fight the enemy because you are strategic and very important to God. He says, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Okay, are you listening? Are you watching? Keep watching. Very important. It's like magic. Then he said something about Zechariah, which God is saying about everybody here. He said, is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? In other words, is this not someone that was going to be burned that I rescued? John Wesley Described himself with this scripture. A brand plaque. Actually, when he was in his uh, early 50s, I believe it was early 50s or 40s, he thought he was going to die. He became very sick. And he thought he was. So he actually wrote his tombstone, what he should be written on his tombstone. And I think it was a brand plucked out of the fire. <laughs> and actually, what happened was that 
He was in his house with his mother and father, and there was a fire in the night. And they all ran out of the house. Then when they came out and they were in the garden, they said, where is John? They had left him in the house. So one of them ran upstairs and took him and ran out of the house with him and saved him. That's that's how John Wesley was saved. A brand plucked out of the fire. No wonder he became John Wesley. Satan was trying to burn John Wesley. Satan is trying to burn you, but he cannot burn you. And you see, it is when there is a great destiny in your life and over your life, there's something great that you see Satan trying to burn people and God rescuing you almost miraculously. Yes. So, so, so God told him, is, is this not a brand plucked out? This is what John Wesley wrote for his tombstone. Right? That I am a brand plucked out of the fire. And Satan wants, even after your salvation, after your special like you are saved specially. In spite of that, it's like Satan is still, he doesn't give up, you know? How many have realized that Satan does not seem to have given up after your salvation? He still seems to be having an interest in you. But from today, whatever is resisting you, I cast it in Jesus' name. Verse 3. Verse 3. Now, look at what was happening. Now, Joshua, the high priest, was clothed with filthy garments. All of us. This is a priest. You are not a priest. High priest. <laughs> Was clothed. With filthy garments. This is what Satan is always looking at. He's looking at your small pornography. That you went to look at. It's looking at yesterday's fornication. Yes. And it's always reminding you of your filthy garments. But there's good news for your filthy garments. I said there's good news for your filthy garments. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Beautiful. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. Hallelujah. And unto him he said, He spoke to Joshua and said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee. I, I, you see, sin. You know, if let's say you offend a big or important person, the person can say, you know, I know you did it. There's, I don't consider it. That's, that's it. It's, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from I've decided that it's not scoring. That's what we call in golf a mulligan. We are not adding it to the scores. It's a mulligan. Play on. Do not add it. Because, you know, in golf, the more mistakes you make, they add one, 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 one. They add before you realize it's plenty. 
like golf is a game of counting sins. So by, by the time you finish, they write your sins 90, 100. So the fewer sins, so Tiger Woods and others, they can play and they will have only 60 something sins. Yes, but few golfers can ever play and get less than 90 sins. Yes, few iniquities. So that's why in golf we have a mulligan and say, we will not add it. We will not add this one. I see God saying, you will not add this one to your sins. Beautiful. Wow. Do you like the Bible? Do you like the Bible? Read it, look at it. It says, I have decided. And that one is decided by God. Sometimes when you are playing golf and you make a mistake, the one who is playing with you say, I didn't see, just play. Yes. I have caused thy iniquity. Then it says, I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Stand up, everybody. How many can sense Satan stand? Even to come to church, some of you, Satan was standing by your side to resist you coming to church. Lift your hand and bind the resistor, the opposer, the tempter, the wicked devils that are in operation against your life. Now, now, whatever resists you at work, whatever resists you at school, whatever resists you in the house, whatever resists your calling, whatever resists you in your marriage, whatever opposes you in your holiness, in your search, in your attempt to serve God in the name of Jesus, the Christ, in the name of Jesus, we bind it, we fasten it with chains, we curse the stumbling block that makes you go down, we curse and bind Adasaka, the rocks of satanic origins before you, the tricks the snares, the traps in the name of Jesus we bind the powers of darkness, lifted up against every high priest and every priest here you are God's possession you are God's choice you are the child of God, you are God's brand, plucked out of fire, God has rescued you, God has saved you God has rescued you and brought you to his house. Satan cannot resist you. Allah saved but since you got saved you have gone forward and reached a wall and cannot move forward anymore 
Lift up your hand. That wall is coming down. Shema Kabaya. We break down the walls of opposition, walls of resistance, satanic walls, satanic opposition and resistance to your forward movement in Christ. We bind it now. We break it. We enter. We create a way. We create a hole. We create a gap. Now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Mayatalaba, Menkayamala, Maletalaba Ramalobo. Every resistance to your glory, every resistance to your glory, every resistance to your destiny in Christ, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I break it down, I break it down. Sit down, everybody. Sit down, everybody. Romans 8, 29. Beautiful, magical verses. Please, you have come to church. Is it not church you came to? What do you want to do in church? My church shall be called a house of prayer. Look at a magical verse, please. He said, whom he did for no, how many believe that he knew you? Can you imagine people have run out of the house and they are counting the children? They say, Where is John? Like, where is the pastor? Where is the founder? Where is the leader? They brought Charles Wesley, the singer of hymns, but the church planter, the man who was going to do the church, they had not brought him out of the house. He was about to burn in the house. You know, fire is one of the I saw it a long time ago. I saw somebody house burnt and later the person died. It's a very demonic thing. Fire. Very demonic. Fire. When Job was attacked by Satan, his house was burnt with fire. Yes. Look at it. He says, whom he did for no. God knows you. He also did predestinate. Like there's some big destiny on you. And anybody here who is thinking I'm chance, like by chance I'm around. Come here little girl, come. Come. You know, she used to sing in a Geneva. Now she's singing here. What was Pastor Jimmy telling you all the time? He was saying, I'm preparing you for Bishop. She used to say, he used to say to her. He used to say, what is it? I'm preparing you for Bishop. Yeah, always. He used to call her when he was sick at home. He would call you, isn't it? Yes. And tell you what? He'll tell me to listen to the songs and catch the spirit of the songs. And learn more songs. And learn more songs, yes. 
Always tell her, preparing you for bishop. And then suddenly she came here. Yes. Whom he did for no. He did predestinate. Sit down, my dear. All of you who believe in chance. Today I'm going to show you when I preach. This is not preaching. This is just prayer time. <laughs> Those of you who believe in prayer, uh, chance. <laughs> he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Like you are going to be just like his son. When people see you, they see Jesus. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Obadiah, verse 21. Obadiah. Obadiah. It says in Obadiah. Most of you don't know verses in Obadiah. But look at what it says in Obadiah. It says, And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord. Saviors. That's why it's it's predestined you to be like his son. Who is a savior? Who is a savior? And there is a prediction that other saviors shall come. Not a savior, saviors. Plural. Tell your neighbor, I never knew you were a savior. Congratulations. Back to Romans. Eight. Let's read verse 29. We understand it better. Beautiful. The Bible is like magic. Whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Like he predestined you to become like his son. So that's your destiny. Any of you will think that I am a bad man, I'm a bad boy, I'm like this type of useless. It's not true. It's not true. You are a very great person. You are, you are a savior, a savior that God has planned to use. Yes. Yes. That's why I said, Savior shall come upon my son. Verse 30. It, 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 it's fantastic. Moreover, those whom he did predestinate to become like, like people that would be like Jesus. Okay. He also called them. How many are called by God? Yes. And then those who he called, they justified themselves. They justified themselves. They did what? How did they become justified? He justified them. And justified means just as if he hasn't sinned. Justified means just as if. Just as if. Just as if. Sit down, I'll tell you a story. (laughs) You know, one day I was watching a it was a film actually the lady was a prostitute 
I didn't know she was a prostitute actually. But some there was a man, he was holding a knife, he was going to kill her. And he was talking to her gently. And he said to her, You know, I can do anything to you. She said, I know. She even told you, you can call your men outside to come and do whatever they want to do with me. But then she said something that struck me. She said, but when you finish, I'll take hot water and wash myself. And I'll be back to normal. And she said, <laughs> you listen, I'm telling you a story. And she said, it will be, she said, it never harm anybody. It will harm me. You know, I realized that she had that mind so that she could function. Yeah. It's like I'll put it, I'll blot it out of my mind. Otherwise, she cannot focus. She'll say, all these men, this, this, this. She cannot, she doesn't know how to live. And that is why you have to actually believe in the blood of Jesus. Few of us really believe in the blood as we ought to, but from today you believe in the blood. Yes. It's as if. So that, that, that lady said, You can call all your men. She, she actually told the guy, Call your men. They can all come and do whatever. I'll, after I wash myself with hot water, I'll be as if. So, just as if it has never been. You see, your, your sins, eh, if you want to bring them up. Some of you has been some time, so it's like it has gone down in your mind. But if it comes up, I hear when you are dying and so on, it comes to your mind. But I need you to have a certain resistance towards satanic memories. Do you understand my preaching? Is my preaching difficult to understand? Are you sure it's not difficult to understand? It says, who he called. Once God calls you, it's not that you are good. But he justifies you. It's like me, the people that I work with, I justify them in my eyes. I know, actually, when you work with me, I rather know your things more. I know your things more. But I justify them in my eyes. Yes. That's why I, I never give up my people to outsiders. No, 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 no. Not me. If I appoint a pastor, I put somebody in charge of something. I don't turn against the person to outsiders. No. Even if the person is wrong, I'll say, ah, please. Or my pastors, I don't give them up. No, 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 no. <laughs> because it depends on you. Yes. The, the, the senior to justify. I, I like the person. So it's good for me. It's not you being just. It's the person about justifying. Yes. Whom he called, he justified. And then who he justified, he glorified. Receive your glory. Stand up, everybody. We are praying about your destiny. Your destiny will come to pass. Lift your hand. Where is your prayer request? Hold it again. Hold it again. 
because it's connected to your destiny. I hope, I hope you really ask for the right things. So I really hope. Because today's prayer is prophetic. God is answering every prayer. There's no chance here today. There's no good fortune or bad fortune. It is God. Lift your hand. Lord, your destiny. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Shaka Mayamalababa. Your glorious destiny, 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 your glorious future for my life, for my life, your glorious destiny, your glorious destiny, your glorious future. In the name of Jesus, 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 give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus name. Listen. I see a snake. It's a long one. And it's brown. It is fastening itself around you. But it's a long one. And do you know why it's long? I saw one in my own life. It's trying to take you for life. When it's very long, it's like it to take. I was asking the Lord, why is it long? He said, because it's supposed to take your whole life to, to remove it. Lift your hand. Anything that has come to you for life. Today, I see the muscles weakening. I say, I see the muscles of the snake weakening. I say, I see the muscles of the snake weakening. Be delivered from every satanic suffering over your life in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I see a scorpion. You see, it's something like either a crab or a scorpion. He said, like You tread on scorpions. 
Something that bites you with. You know, one day I was at Mampong and somebody came to me and said, a scorpion has bitten him. He was in a lot of pain. And I realized that the scorpion cannot kill him, but make only pain. Lift your hand. Whatever brings pain in your life, very painful. I cast it now in Jesus' name. We bind painful scorpions. Painful scorpions. I bind you in the name of Jesus. 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 Your power is finished. Your power is finished. In the mighty name of Jesus. thank you for the prayers we have prayed to you today the prayers that are in our hands and we know that they are answered thank you for your promises we will always depend on them in Jesus name we pray Amen Hallelujah are you happy to be at the service today? Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise Amen it's time for testimonies Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 52 verse 9, I praise you because you have done it. Amen. Here in this church, we recognize the true source of our blessing. We recognize that every good gift comes from above and from the Father of light in whom there is no shadow of variableness. Amen. And we also recognize the channel through whom the blessing comes. Because the Bible says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. Amen. Today we want to give God glory for the amazing things he's doing. Especially as it is Happy Salvation Sunday. Amen. Our lives have been impacted by the ministry of the prophet. We want to put our hands together for our brother Angie as he testifies of what God has done for him. Put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. You can do it better for him. What a blessing. What has God done for you, Angie? Hello everyone. Yeah, my name is Kofi Enchi. I'm in the multiplication campaign team. Wow. My testimony is about how God has saved me through the ministry of the prophet. Wow. How God what? Saved me through the ministry of the prophet. Wow. Tell us, how did it happen? Back in the days in my town, I was, used to be a very bad boy. Okay. I used to chase ladies. 
with my friends. I used to do all sorts of bad things. I even remember one day that I and my friend, I and my friends, we organized and slept with a lady in a, a classroom. Mercy. But one day, God, one day three men came to my house and they spoke to me about Christ. They are from Lighthouse Chapel International, Asokore branch. They spoke wow. to me about Christ and I gave my life to Christ. And they encouraged me to come to church. I followed them to church the next Sunday. And my life continued to be changed gradually. And from there, I even remember one day that when they encouraged me to listen to our prophet's uh, message, they gave me a video to watch. So my life continued to be better until today. I'm even in the prestigious Anakazo Bible School. Wow, you are in the Bible School today. Training to become a pastor. Training to become a pastor. Somebody who was sleeping with girls in classrooms. Hallelujah. This is the power of God. Amen. The Bible says, Thou child shall be called a prophet of the highest, because he will show many the way of salvation. When you encounter the ministry of a prophet, you will be saved. Hallelujah. That's how this brother was saved. Amen. And today, if I go back to where my town, Asokore, all my friends, some are drunkards, some are weed smokers, some have even died. I really thank God for the life of the prophet. And I thank God that he sent someone back there. My village, you don't know, but when it, it takes about seven hours to get there. But he didn't send only people to Accra or the wow. cities where money is. But he sent people to Asokore, wow. where I come from. Thank you for not rejecting that place. Wow. Thank you for sending people together there. for a powerful Thank testimony. Here is the brand plucked out of the fire. He is the brand that was plucked out of the fire. Among his friends, he's different. He's separate because he encountered the ministry of the prophets. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together as welcome my brother McCaffrey. is an instrumentalist with a music division. Hallelujah. What did God do for you, Makafu? Yeah. My testimony is about how God saved me from a car accident last week Sunday. Um, last Sunday, I was here for the revival service and I left at 9.40 because I was in a hurry to beat my curfew. Um, I left here without anybody. Surprisingly, everybody was giving me excuses. I called a lot of people. They all said they won't. Somebody even said he was going to take a haircut. He was going to have a haircut on a Sunday night. And what happened? <laughs> so I left here with just one lady. I picked her up and then we left. When I got to the UPS junction, I noticed that the traffic lights were out. So I knew we had to proceed cautiously. So when the road was a bit clear, we got into the middle of that that intersection or that junction when we got in there we noticed that the, on, the oncoming vehicles or the incoming vehicles were quite far they were a distance away from us so we got into the middle there and just as we were about to go another car came from through lane one of the outgoing vehicles and then I took my eyes off the left hand side I took my eyes off there I was looking straight just forward and then she screamed when she screamed I noticed the lady on my left. On the lady was still there. Linda, she screamed. When she screamed, then I just looked left. When I looked left, I saw this vehicle, which was a few meters away from me. And I just, in an instant, in a split second, something, I believe it was God, moved my right leg 
from the brake to the accelerator. Something moved your right leg from, I believe it was God, moved my, my right leg, my right foot, sorry, from the brake to the accelerator. And in that instant, he smashed the rear door. That's the back left door. You know, he smashed it and he caved in. You can see the picture. I don't know if it's up there. So as he smashed it, I was in shock. And we moved to the... I signaled him to move to this side. He looked at an elderly man. He looked at me and he sat in the vehicle. When I moved to the bus stop, he disappeared. He sped off. Mercy. Yeah. The man would have left him for dead. He, he smashed into the rear end of his car. And he, something moved his leg from the brake to the accelerator. In that very instant, the prophet prophesied that whatever cuts short life, whatever takes away your life, whatever is after you to kill you, will not find you in the name of Jesus. And that is how this brother escaped. Hallelujah. His life has been preserved through the ministry of the prophet. On the 4th of June, our prophet prophesied and 4th said, of June. On the 4th what of did he say? He said, Whatever shortens life, whatever shortens life, whatever cuts off destiny, whatever cuts off destinies, I curse it in your life. I curse it. I don't know how many times I've listened to that and played it a lot of times, hundreds of times. Whatever shortens life, whatever cuts off destinies, is cursed in your life through the power of the prophecy. In Jesus' mighty name, put your hands together for. And another miracle is that I was ready to pay. I was ready to pay for the damages and everything. But by the grace of God, I don't have to pay a single person for the repairs to be wow. done. And I'm grateful to God for that. And wow. I'm grateful for the ministry of our prophets. What a blessing. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Oh, you can do better. Are you just sitting there like that? Stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. What a blessing. Let us welcome our brother Collins as he testifies of what God has done for him. Amen. You are the next person to receive a miracle. I said you are the next person to receive a breakthrough. Amen. Collins, what did God do for you? Well, my testimony is about how God delivered me from death, which was nearly, which came through tuberculosis. Amen. Well, how did it happen? Yes, it started last year, December, towards the end of the semester. I was about to write exams, and I started falling sick. So, at a point, I had to be admitted whilst the exams were still going on. And they couldn't really diagnose what was what the problem was. They said it was pneumonia and other things. But after four months, there was no improvement. I was growing lean. I became weak, pains in my lungs, often excessively. Even when I see food, it becomes worse. So they referred me to the chest clinic. And after that, they diagnosed that I was tuberculosis and I started treatment. But at that point, they were saying it had eaten so much into my lungs. So yes, it was advanced tuberculosis. Yes. It was actually three plus. Three what? Three plus. What does, what does three plus mean? It means like it's showing how positive it was, like it was really strong. So if the number is big, it means yes. it's serious. Yes. This brother had three plus tuberculosis. I, I don't know what you have, oh. but he has not finished his testimony. Please wait, wait. Yes. And what happened when he came to church? Yes. So... I, th- I started coming to church. I think it was when Bishop was preaching on your long-awaited promotion. Okay. And during the communion, he was saying that whatever sickness has affected your lungs and your what kidneys, did he say? Whatever sickness has affected your lungs, whatever your sickness kidneys, has affected your, your lungs, your lungs, your what? Your lungs. Whatever sickness has affected, affected your lungs and your kidneys, you should be delivered from it in Jesus' name. I see you receiving your deliverance in the name of Jesus. 
sickness has affected your lungs. I mean, how on earth will you know there's something wrong with somebody's lungs? If you are not a prophet, how will you know? Put your hands together for the ministry of a prophet. What a blessing. And what happened? So I believed in the I believed in the prophecy so much. And every time I came, I believed in the prophecy. As he, we always take communion, I'm always taking the communion and believing that it will become better. So I had to take tests okay. periodically to see whether there has been improvement or not. So I took three tests. The first one showed that it had reduced drastically to one plus. From what? From three plus to From one From three plus to what? Plus. I see you going forward by the prophecy. You are going to make improvements in the name of Jesus. I see you moving from worse to better to best in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the, the, next other two, the other two showed that it was fully negative. There was no trait of the sickness. From three plus to, to negative. negative. From three plus to negative. Are you sitting there like that? Why don't you stand your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise? I said give the Lord a shout of receiving your own miracle in Jesus name what a blessing yes that's not all that's not all yes and because of the time the sickness came I couldn't write three of my papers for my final year first semester and for the second semester also I couldn't attend lectures or anything of that sort more than two months and they had already started writing IAs but by the grace of God I, I, I got the opportunity to, to write special receipts for the papers I couldn't write the previous semester. And I also wrote some of the IAs and I was able to write the you final see, year. This brother got also. sick in December. That's first semester. He couldn't take his papers. Second semester, the sickness was still there. So he couldn't take his papers. Now, if you've been in the school for some time, UPSC or Legon, you know that they don't allow you to take first semester papers in second semester. Does it happen? I said, does it happen? It doesn't happen. So he was bound to not graduate. You see, but immediately he came back. Divine favor located him. Because of the prophecy he was worrying with. You see, I'm going to, I'm going to confess my sins. I'm, I'm, I'm this guy's pastor. And I'm the one who gave him the advice to defer his course. I told him that you can never finish the school. Defer your course. He told me that the prophet has prophesied. He told me that the prophet has prophesied. He's going to finish the school. I told him that he's not finishing. He should defend and recover and come and write. I'm a pastor. I'm not a prophet. But there is a prophet in the house. I said there is a prophet in the house. They organized classes for him. Special classes. Come and take the classes. Write your exams. Are you okay? This some of his papers didn't come through. The lecturer said it's not a problem. I've passed you. Were you able to graduate? Yes, by the grace of God, I graduated fully. I was able to defend my project. The enemy will be disappointed in your life. I said the enemy will be disappointed in your life. I see you receiving your miracle. In the name of Jesus. We have to attach a proper seriousness to the words of the prophet. When you meet your friends, you have to be asking them, what did the prophet say? I said, I said, ask them what? What is the question? Because exactly what he said is exactly what will come to pass. Put your hands together for such a powerful testimony. What a blessing. Receive your miracle in Jesus' name. As the prophet prophesies, receive your breakthrough in Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together for our sister lady, Pastor Cherish. 
the goodness of God. Amen. And how I received a miracle parcel from the UK. A miracle parcel parcel from where? From the UK. Through the prophecy of our bishop. Hallelujah. The prophet. Amen. Amen. So one of these Sundays when daddy preaches and after prays for us, he exclaimed that there is someone here receiving a parcel from the UK. A parcel from where? UK, not America. Yes. And what happened? And I jumped and I screamed and I said, Amen. Amen. So a week or two after, a friend of mine from the UK, I've not heard from for a while now, just sent me a WhatsApp. You sent your WhatsApp yes. out of the blue. Out of the blue. What I did should, she say? I should um, forward my home address. He's shipping some things for me. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And from nowhere, but from the UK. From the where? UK. From where? UK. Ah, no, 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 no. Maybe, maybe this friend of yours has been sending you messages. Oh, no, no, not has, at all. Did you, no, no, no. Have you, had you, had you asked her to send you anything? Not even once. Has she ever sent you a package from the UK? No. So what to provoke her to send? I... Prophetic word! It is called a prophetic word! It is called a prophetic word! Yeah. You see, that Sunday, prophet was explaining. He was explaining right here. He said, he said, God can supernaturally touch people to give to you. He said, men will give unto your bosom. So when you hear the prophet prophesying, you may not know how it will come. You may not know from where the miracle will come. But it will happen practically in Jesus' name. You are receiving a parcel from the UK. Tell, it, tell me more. Not only that. Not only when that. I opened the parcel, when another it, prophecy was fulfilled. Another prophecy was fulfilled. <laughs> that was that the, the prophet prophesied that somebody is going to have a wardrobe change. A wardrobe yes. change. And I received a lot of beautiful clothes. New clothes. New I see you receiving your own parcel. Lift up your hands and receive your own parcel. As the prophet has prophesied, it will happen practically in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, put your hands together for such a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I would like to read out our final testimony. Coming all the way from Cameroon. Do you want to hear international testimonies? Prophetic power does not know boundaries. It doesn't know nationality. It it, it just travels at the speed of light. Testimony from Cameroon. My name is Sarah Mwenge. And I'm a makeup artist and a shepherd in our church in Douala, Cameroon. I always listen to the podcast. Two weeks ago, our prophet prophesied that some people are going to drive in Mercedes Benz. Are you sitting there like that? Are you sitting there like that? My God, you see, what is perplexing to me is the intricate details the details of the prophecies, the details, it comes to pass exactly. He said the prophet prophesied that some people are going to drive in Mercedes-Benz cars. And it will be the commonest cars in our church. Now listen, last week I received a message from my uncle in Belgium. He sent me a picture of a Mercedes C220 that he has bought for me. And he was sending to me Immediately from Belgium, the words of the prophets have come to pass in my own life. I mean, how could I have ever owned such a car? I did not ask my uncle for the car. I believe 
his decision to send me the car was activated by the declaration of our prophet. My Mercedes Benz is on the way from Belgium. I am so blessed. Just is coming to. Just is coming to. Just is coming to. The prophecy you believe. I said the prophecy you believe. Oh, put your hands together for powerful testimonies. to give a powerful offering, take out a very good offering this morning and lift up your offering high above your head. The angel of the Lord said to Cornelius that your prayers and your arms have come as a memorial before God. This morning you want to take out a good offering to glorify the name of the Lord. Lift up your offering high above your head as we pray. Father, we thank you for the blessing to give Bless this seed that we are given in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together as we welcome Ida.
you can do better. Stirring up the gift of God. Amen. Are you ready for your encounter? Oh, I'm asking, are you ready for your encounter? Oh, you're not encountering anything today. Are you ready for your prophetic encounter this afternoon? We've already had such a wonderful time in the presence of God. Those of you who are late, we had a miracle time this morning. And we are believing God for even greater things in the next few minutes. I believe that God has ordained this time and this moment. And that the words that are in the mouth of the prophet are from the Lord himself. And I don't know if it's you, but there's somebody here who has the Red Sea in front of him. And the only power that can open a Red Sea is the power of a prophet. And this morning, God has sent a choice servant, a great prophet, the great servant of God, our father, the prophet. Yeah, he was Mills. And if you are as expected as I am, I can hear you. Lift your voice. expect a miracle because we came to your presence. Yes. Thank you that we'll be blessed because we came. Thank you for blessing us already. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Today is Happy Salvation Day. We are celebrating our salvation. And um, before we uh, continue on. I want us to look at Psalm 85. Beautiful. How many like the Bible and the things that are in the Bible? It's magical. Look at it. Lord, thou hast been favorable to thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. How many understand? These are like Bible words, King James words. Okay? In other words, Jacob was captive, but you've brought him back. That is salvation. How many were lost in sin and shame? And Jesus gave his life to save us. Amen. Where would you have been? You want to know where you would have been? You don't want to know where you would have been. You don't want to know where you would have been. So look at that beautiful. He says, thou, no, verse 1 again, beautiful. This is a salvation psalm. 
So I'm just introducing you to this beautiful salvation psalm. Because most of us only know the New Testament. But I want you to know more things in the Old Testament. Is it fantastic? Lord, that has been favorable. Like, you sort of been very sort of kind. And has brought back the captivity of Jacob. Beautiful. Verse 2. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Look at somebody saying he took a group of boys to go and do things to a girl in a classroom. Now he's standing in church, he's becoming a pastor. Some of us, we've never given our testimonies. Some of you were a group of girls and you raped a boy. (laughs) A group of girls and you raped one boy. You see the girls, they behave this type of righteous, I mean, it's like only boys are bad. (laughs) Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Hey! And thou hast covered all their sins. Look at you dressed in white. Let's be serious. Some of you should be dressed in army spots. Multicolored sins. Green for jealousy. Pink for fornication. Black for murder. And what? Yellow for lying. Red for stealing. Orange for alcohol. And smoking. Uh, purple. Blue for different, different colors. Not white. Not Definitely not white. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sins. Beautiful. Verse 3. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Like God was about to exe- I mean, exert his anger. And he stopped. He said, no. I have wiped you out. You people, Venus, the planet, people thought it was the twin of the earth and people were thinking of even going there for holidays. But when they went there, it's raining sulfuric acid. Not water, sulfuric acid. The temperature is the hottest planet in the solar system. 455 degrees Celsius. 100 degrees is boiling when you boil water. Then 120, 200, 300, 400, 450. That's Venus. Those of you who want to go there. So when you say God can make hell, he could have put you on Venus. And the pressure, the atmospheric pressure on Venus is like going down. Those of you who know how to swim. How many know how to swim? If you don't know how to swim, lift your hand and pray for you. Father... Make swimmers out of this church in Jesus' name. Cause them to have holidays by the beach. In swimming pools. Let them come out of the pool. To eat hamburgers and chips. And drink Coca-Cola. Cause them to travel to Indonesia. To Malaysia. To Singapore. And to other destinations. Where they can swim. Receive divine holidays. And divine destinations. In Jesus' name. I forgot Mauritius. Receive Mauritius also. We are going to go there. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
One day we'll have a pool in Mampong so you can actually practice. So just to practice. You'll be there. How did we get into swimming? I forget it. Just. Yeah, yeah, swimming, swimming. The pressure, when you go down the pool, like from about six, eight feet, ten feet, you start to feel very strong pressure. It can best you. Yeah, you, those of you who don't swim, we don't know, but you'll soon be a good swimmer. Prophesy to your neighbor, say, prophesy to your neighbor that I, that is you, will be a, a good swimmer very soon. In Jesus' name. That is why when you go to certain places, you see only white people. Because it says we have been deprived of the ability to swim, which is very sad. Very sad. It means you've been deprived of the ability to have a holiday. Yes. Yes. That's why we don't go on holidays. That's why we just poo poo on the beaches. <laughs> anyway, so just 10 feet, you'll be feeling pain. But on Venus, the pressure. Is like one kilometer into the sea. And there's lightning on Venus. There are volcanoes. There's acid, rainfall, temperature. So that's hell. Now, verse 2 says that, verse 3 says, you have taken away your wrath. Verse 3, God would have put you on Venus. So all those who sin are transferred to Venus. That is why it's so bright and it's called the morning star. When people thought it was a star, but it's actually Venus. Yeah. Verse 4. Turn us, O God of our salvation. O God of our salvation. O God of what? Our salvation. Yes. And cause thine anger toward us to cease. God is the God of your salvation. That's the greatest thing to celebrate. And we are always going to celebrate salvation day. Yes. In fact, it's going to get more and more elaborate. The, the, the celebrations of salvation, of our salvation. Because they create more than your birthday. People would think, is it your birthday? It's not my birthday, it's my salvation day. That's what I'm celebrating. Next one. Will thou be angry with us forever? Will thou draw out thine anger to all generations? No. Will thou not revive us again? You see, God has decided not to be angry with you forever. It's like whatever you've done, okay, he will not remember it. There's a song, into the sea of forgetfulness. I've thrown away all your sin. Into the sea of, as far as the east is from the west. I'm not going to remember you. What a beautiful song. And I think we should sing that song any moment. Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Wow. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. That is why God is asking all of us to be merciful. Always try to be kind to people who come into your power. That's why God doesn't give power until you are merciful. Yes, because if you fall into a hand of somebody who doesn't understand mercy and understands only rules, eh, it's difficult. Yes. 
souls. And you cannot be happy. Don't do this. Do this. Do this. You'll be tense. Huh? I pray you never marry somebody with a lot of rules. Do this. No, this. No, no, no. Yes. Okay, no, this. This one, no, no, no. This one. <laughs> 8 o'clock, yes. But 8.30, no. 9, yes. 10. Hey! Are you, is it a school? Is marriage a school that you have enrolled for? You never marry a headmistress or a headmaster in Jesus' name. Next one. I will hear what the Lord will speak. He will speak peace. He will speak peace. And today God is speaking peace. Yes. God is speaking peace. To you. To me. How I'm glad I'm saved there. I mean I'm very very happy that I'm saved. How many are happy that you are saved? I'm very very happy that I'm saved. It's what makes me happy. That I'm saved. I'm very very happy. That I'm saved. I will speak peace to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. So God is saying, don't turn back. Bible says, as a dog returns to his vomit. Have you seen a dog eating vomit before? Raise your hand if you've seen it before. Raise your hand if you've never seen it before. Raise your hand if you've not seen it before. Oh wow. I've seen it before. We had a dog. He will vomit. The food is semi-digested. And it will all come out like porridge. Smelly. Then the dog will go back to the vomit that it has vomited. And you see eating as if it's eating pie. From today, whatever is Represents vomit. You will never go back for it in Jesus' name. There is somebody here, a boy, that you have expunged from your life. It's like vomit. And you must never go back and eat him again. There are some girls. They are like vomit. You mustn't go back for that vomit. Some of you, there are some places... When you go back there, it is as like a dog going back. Second Peter 2.22 It is happening unto them and according to the true prophet. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the so Is it so or sound? Sound? English says, please tell us the right thing, please. Art students, we need you now, please. So or sow? Check it, check it, please. Let, let's do the right thing. Is this so or sow? Wesley girls and English art students, please. So or sow? Check. The science students, we've left all this for you and you are still not able to. Is this so? It's sow. What does it say? It's sour. No, where's the pronunciation part? 
I, it plays it. Play it. So, all those from Wesley girls, see me after church, please. And art students, you have not helped us at all. The soul that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Wow. Sal? Is it Sal? What does it say? How do you pronounce the pronunciation? Look, there's confusion among the art students. After church, we will sort it out. Psalm 85. Shh. Everybody, look at verse 8. I will hear what God will speak. He will speak peace to his people. Today, God is speaking peace. And he says, but let them not return again to folly. Amen. Verse 9. Surely his salvation is nigh to them that fear him. Do you fear God? And his salvation is near you. Amen. That glory may dwell in your land. Listen. Glory dwells in your land when there is salvation. When there is a house without even one person saved. It's very sad. How many have seen some families, the father doesn't go to church, the mother doesn't go to church, and none of the Verse 10. Beautiful. This is a nice salvation psalm. It says, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Those of you who are against kissing, look at it. Righteousness and peace themselves are actually kissing. Real kisses. Huh? <laughs> Righteousness and peace. Now listen, this is, this is exactly what salvation is. Mercy and truth. Like the truth is this. But this is mercy. Yes. You see, whenever you say black is white, you can't have mercy because there is no mercy for the white. And you are insisting that the black is white. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yes. That's where you lose mercy. But when you say it is true. It's black. I beg you. Then mercy comes. So mercy and truth. They are together. Mercy and truth meet. When there is salvation. Yes. Mercy doesn't meet with lies. When you say it's not there. It's not true. I'm not that one. It's not like that. Then there's no mercy for you. You rather don't have mercy. Mercy is rather for the one who says it is true. I am the one and I am. That's why boys have more mercy than girls. Because the girls don't often admit their things. Whereas we brothers are always confessing that we are bad. We know that we are sinners and so on. But the sisters will sit down looking at us like they don't really understand the message. It's true. We know ourselves. And we are, we are. They are like angels and like we are like, you know. 
Like we are sort of like human angels. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace. When I say righteousness and peace, everybody give a powerful kiss. Righteousness and peace. These are the two things that are coming to your life. Righteousness and peace. They have met and they have kissed in your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Beautiful. Verse 11. Truth shall spring out of the earth. Through you there will be salvation. Truth will be preached everywhere. And righteousness shall look down from heaven. Verse 12. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good. You see, sometimes when I preach, what you, what you have to say is, I receive it. When you hear the word, if it, amen, sometimes the amen is a bit, what do you call it? Like you are not actually... So you have to learn to say, I receive it. Beautiful. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good to you. And our land shall yield her increase. Your land is going to give the increase now. This is after salvation and after mercy and truth have met in your life. Righteousness and peace are kissing in your bedroom. They are kissing together. Righteousness and peace have come to stay in the house. Ah! Now the Lord shall give that which is good. I said the Lord shall give that which is good. And our land shall yield her increase. And the last verse. Righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. So God is going to set you in the way of his steps as a fellow savior who is going to save others following the savior himself. eh? God is setting you up in the way of his steps. What a blessing. Clap for Jesus and clap for your salvation. Now, sit down for a moment. Today, I want to just um, add one important point to my uh, series on spiritual powers that lead to prosperity, financial wealth. And I believe we have, we have had so much already. This is just to make a point. Very, very important. Now, the spiritual power that releases wealth, very important, are real. And I want to encourage everybody to have my little book, you must all have a Macarius. That's the first point. 
And then you must all have the book Tithing. Why tithing Christians are rich and why those who don't pay tithes become poor. But you see, in chapter 14 of that book, it gives the keys, spiritual keys that are activated when you pay tithes. And last week I was talking to you about the tithe. And today I'm also just ending with that a little point on the tithe. Now, the tithing is spiritual because, number one, it fulfills the law of humility, which is a spiritual thing. Humble yourself. That's the song they were singing. By the side of the Lord and he shall lift you up. That's what's going to happen in your life. Amen. So, listen, why? Proud people don't pay tithes. Proud people say, well, church, and these pastors, they won't chop our money. Ah, you, pay, you don't get sense. You go pay tithes. Something the way that you see this guy, they ride, car, they ride, they ride, push, push, car. you, they go give your money at the, you fool, pal. That is proud people. Very proud people. That's how they speak. Yes. So, don't follow pride. Humble yourself. And it takes humility to say, Oh God, I believe that it's not my, work, my own hard work or my own strength or my own gift or my own ability that have got me whatever I have, but your grace. So I am returning to you a tenth of all that you've given me. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Doing that is actually an act of humility. There are many things that are actually acts of humility. Anytime you do an act of humility, you are exposing yourself to promotion. Yeah, because humble yourself and he shall lift you up. So anytime you do something that is a little humbling, it's always good. It's very good for you. You know, for me to come into the ministry to be a full-time, it was a step of humility. Because, you see, even my father told me that he cannot imagine that his son would live from collections. Like, you go to church, they take collections, and you, the pastor or the priest, you eat some of the collection. Do you see? And, I mean, I can understand him. You see? But, hey, that is what God has called me to do. He's called me to preach. And if that is the way it's supposed to be done, hey, I accept it. So, if whatever I have comes from collection, I've accepted it. It may not be what I originally thought. And humility is a step going to go up. Always, no matter what. Anything you do that is humbling or humble, is always good for you. Always, always. So, in your work at home, anywhere, if anything comes up, and it's like, it's like you're going to have to go down, or going to have to you know, humble yourself, or agree or flow, remember that. It's actually something that makes you go up. That's how humility is. It's a spiritual step. So that's one of the things, that's one of the powers in the tithe. And then, it fulfills the law of sowing and reaping. Number two. First, it fulfills the law of humility. Then you fulfill the law of sowing and reaping. In, uh, when I spoke about miracle money, in, um, 
what's the name of the verse? Um, Give and it shall be given to you. But even Psalm 126 verse 5, it says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Look at it. Psalm 126. They that sow shall reap. They that sow shall reap. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. You by all means reap. You can't sow without, without reaping. And your tithe, even though it belongs to the Lord, is a type of sowing. It's a seed. So when you sow, you reap. So when you don't sow, you have nothing to reap. For a thousand years, there's nothing to reap. You know why Ghana imports chicken? Because we don't grow chicken. You know why everything we import? Because we don't have it. So anything we are bringing from somewhere is because we don't have it. And we don't grow it. Why would we bring one kilo of beef from outside if we have it so much? We would never bring it. There will be nobody to buy it because we have so much of it. Nobody has attempted to import the sea to Ghana because it's here. Plenty. We are even hopeful that there's never a tsunami for it to come and drown the people on the coast. All the villages. All the town. Yes. Watch out. Careful for that. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So when you don't sow a tithe, there is nothing to reap for a thousand years. <laughs> Miracle money. Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. Men will give it to you. Which men? Your employers? No. Men. <laughs> Anybody? Anyone? From anywhere? So those of you who like quarreling with people, everybody you've quarreled with, it may be somebody whom God may be touching to give you something, and you've quarreled with half of the people that God is ever going to use to bless you one day. You've, you, you don't talk to most of them. Hallelujah. So, it's very spiritual. Money is very spiritual. Then, the law of prioritization, which is the law of having priorities. All students who break the law of priorities don't do well in school. I mean, when it's important, short put can never be important as your academic work. Throwing javelin and running 400 meters can never be as important as the course you came to study in the school. So if you don't know which comes first, you've broken the law of prioritization. And in Matthew 6.33, what does he say? He says, seek ye first. So in other words, in the kingdom of God, some things must be done first. And the Bible says, bring the tithe of the house of the Lord first. First you bring the tithe. Bring you all the tithes into the house of the Lord. First, they must be brought to God's house. God must have his tithe first. You bring it first. Honor the Lord with the... You shall bring your tithes. And the firstlings is always called first. Put on the scripture. Deuteronomy 12.6. The 
firstlings, the first fruits. That's why it says, honor the Lord thy servants and the first fruits. Proverbs. Always is first. It's never second. God will never take something that is left over. Oh, yes. You want to give the man of God some clothes. Kenneth Hagin said, one day some people brought suitcase full of clothes. A suitcase full of clothes. Or some clothes. And he went with his wife, he opened it. I mean, all things that people have worn, he said, these are for the pastors. So he told his wife to throw them away. I was listening to him, he said, throw them away. If they can, it's not good enough for them to, well, why are you bringing it to the pastor? That time he was a young pastor. He said, throw it away. He was not a rich person. He used, his wife didn't even have clothes. There were times when they go, he used to put paper in the holes in the wall to, to protect them from the cold that was outside. He used to, he and his wife, they were fixing paper in the walls. They live in a trailer. Yeah. But if it's not good enough for you, why should it be good enough for the pastor? What comes first will determine a lot of things in your life. You have to know what is important. So that's why if you are going to school, go to school well. Sometimes you see these people who, they say, this is important. Then they do this first. Then later they realize that they are uneducated. Then they are now coming back to try to do school. And you see that's like grandfathers who are now doing law. And people that are, I mean, very advanced in society and in life. They are trying to get an education. Because at the time for education, they were not serious. It's later that they realize that they must be serious about education. So, always doing what is first, first. Whenever you take second, first, and first, second, you have hell. Marriage comes before sex. Sex doesn't come before marriage. Everywhere there's sex before marriage, you have death. You have HIV. The whole society is riddled with sex before marriage. But marriage comes before sex. After marriage, then there's sex. When there's sex, then there's marriage. Is marriage before sex or sex before marriage? Which one? Wherever you have the right one before the other, there's hell. In Zimbabwe, they had so much HIV, they were burying them vertically. Vertically, you stand. You don't want to write rest in peace. You stand in peace. You stand in peace. You stand in peace. <laughs> Everybody say it is spiritual. Amen. Beautiful. And finally... The, 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 the gift of wealth comes through the, the fourth key, the key of copying. Yes. Amen. Yes, the key of copying. Copying. Now, Hebrews 6.12 says, follow them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, if we follow Jews, Jews have inherited the promise of wealth that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. By far. It's so clear. And they've actually inherited it. And one of their big practices, one of their practices is, is education. 
That's why I say, all of you, all my children in first life, I'm, I'm making you go to school. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't, don't truncate it. Don't cut it when you shouldn't cut it. You go to school. And even in our Bible school, our Bible school is not a short school. There's nothing short, there's nothing short there. There's no short course in the school. And it's more difficult than a university. Uh. <laughs> Those who are university graduates who came to the school can testify that it's more difficult than, far more difficult than the University of Ghana. Yeah. Are you listening? You must use the key. I have used the art of emulation or copying to get where I am. Oh, yes. That's, that's how come I'm standing where I am. I'm always learning by copying. It's the first way to catch up with people that are in front of you. Yeah. So anything that is working... And it's in front of you. Learn by copying. Not by understanding. <laughs> copying is different from understanding in a classroom. <laughs> no, look at my ministry. I, I caught up with Bonky. In the Africa crusades. I caught up. Everywhere we go, they say, there's only Bonky. Had this everywhere, always, always. So the last time we had this was twenty-eight years ago, thirty-two years ago when Bonky came here. No one has you see them standing tears as the last time I saw this was Bonky. Crusade man, is it true? Stand up. Huh? That is very true. Everywhere we go they say that this is where Bonky had the crusade. The last crowd we saw this size was Bonky's crusade. This is a this is a crusade direct he 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 Conducts the convoy of uh, 32 vehicles. Yes, this one. And you also stand up. Is it true? That is very true. In our crusade in Kafue in Zambia, the pastor said that the last time they had a crusade like this was in 1984 when Bonke came. So everywhere we go, it's always like that. I, I caught up. Bonke is having his last crusade this week in Lagos. He says it's a farewell crusade. He's saying goodbye. Yeah. He's saying goodbye. <laughs> huh? He's saying he's saying goodbye. Yeah, he's saying goodbye to the world with this crusade. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. Yeah, and how do you catch up? You copy. You see, one day I looked on the stage at the crusade and we had flowers and colored lights when we first started. Then I looked at Bonky's crusade. I said, there's no flower in, in his crusade and there's no colored light. I said, remove the, remove the flowers and remove the... I don't need to understand anything. I, I don't need the understanding. Copying is different from understanding. Yes. Just remove these flowers from the... And remove the, the, the whatever. (laughs) 
you are struggling in this life because you are trying to understand things that cannot be understood until you copy and learn. And that's why Hebrews 6.12 says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit their promises. And one of the things that they do is that they pay tithes. They give $4 billion USA uh, I forget the date. It's in my book. The day four billion for that year they paid to the synagogues. Four billion dollars, few Jews. It's more than the budget of Ghana and of so many countries. Just the Jews tithes. Big monies. Huh? Yes. So that's why I say. I'm prophesying, you see, I'm, I'm standing to prophesy in a spiritual way, money, over you. Give me to drink. You know, I'm prophesying to you in a very spiritual way about money. Because I'm going to show you something just now before we close. Turn to Mark chapter 12. Ha. Fantastic. Are you there? Everybody say the spirituality of wealth. Now, beautiful. I'm going to shock you. Mark chapter 12, verse 18. And I know you're going to wonder what I'm talking about. Are you watching? No, you sit down because... I see wealth coming. It's something like a cloud. It's something like a cloud. Yes. It's something like a cloud and it's descending. It's descending. And it's, it's going to be on you like a mist. Like a cloud. That, like a blanket. Sit down please. Then came unto him the Sadducees. And who say that there is no resurrection? No problem. Verse 19. Master, Moses wrote to us, if a man's brother die and leave his wife and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up his seed unto his brother. Are you ready to marry your husband's brother? We are reading the Bible. We are not reading the Bible. Now, everybody, are you watching this this magic coming still? You think it's it's marriage, but I'm talking about money. This I'm talking about I'm talking about money. Watch it. Now there were seven brethren. The first took a wife and dying left no seed. Neither left he any seed. The second and the third likewise. All of them no child. And then the seven had her. Underline the seven had her. Some of you you have not married yet. Neither have you married and your husband hasn't died. But seven have had you. (laughs) 
the seven have had you. Hey. Ask your neighbor, how many have had you? Okay. Please, don't delay the service. And left no seat. I'm talking about Manio. Last of all, the woman also died. Verse 23. In the resurrection, when they shall rise, whose wife shall be of them? For the seven had her. You can underline the seven had her. Verse 24. Then Jesus said unto them, Do you not therefore err? Not err, like airways. Err. err. <laughs> okay? Err. Error. Error. <laughs> Science students, please take note. It's error. Not air. Not gas. Err. Do you not therefore err? Because you know not the scripture, neither the power of God. Okay? You can underline that. Error for error. There is a big mistake people are making. And the mistake is twofold. You don't know scripture, you don't know power. Some know scriptures, but they don't know power. Some know power, they don't have the word. Both of them are making big mistakes. Quickly. Very quickly. Now, Jesus answered, continue please, 25. For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. And as touching the dead, that they rise. Have you not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spoke unto them saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead. By the God of the living, ye therefore do greatly err. Okay? Some rain is coming, so I want to finish quickly. Listen. Are you watching? Watch it. These guys were making a serious mistake. Because they did not know two things. There is power. And you see, I was wondering, so which power again? Because this one is talking about marriage. So I decided to go back and see which, what is the power. So verse 25, what is the power he's talking about? Look at 25. You see, power is supernatural things. Now look at the supernatural things he's talking about. He said, rise from the dead. So there is, there is actually rising from the dead. So there is actually people that are alive who have died. These are not natural things. Neither are they, they, there's no marriage. Can you imagine a life without marriage? Just supernatural things. Then, as angels, so there are angels. That's the power. He's talking about, it's like, you are so natural, and you by always make a mistake. Because it's only natural, logical things that are occurring to you and that you are working with. But there are super 
human elements always that are true and that are working. Yes. And as soon as you leave out the supernatural elements, which are things like angels, heaven, rising from the dead, no marriage. I mean, all this, the next verse, quickly, touching the dead. And um, yes, the burning bush. God spoke out of a bush. You see, as soon as you take from your mind the supernatural element of our dealings with God, you start to make mistakes. You are in error. He says, therefore you do greatly err. There is a supernatural element. Look, you will be with boys and girls. You will never feel this. It exists in heaven. There are angels. There is heaven. There is a supernatural, which is very real. And as soon as you exclude, which is what the Sadducees were doing. It's like, oh, it's, oh so who will we marry? Because they didn't believe there's a resurrection. So who will we marry? So how will we live? He said, you'll be like angels. There are angels. You're going to be like an angel. So there are real angels which carry money. There are things that change things supernaturally. There is, there is heaven. There are angels. There is a supernatural world. And anybody who excludes it, that's why when you have a church which only teaches the word, but there's no power. You see, the church, there's something wrong with the church. Or a church with only power, but there's no scripture. There's a problem with the church. It's an error. It's always an error. So if you only believe your, your life is from your hard work, you are, you are in error. There's another element which also brings in wealth. And that's also the power of God. If you think it's only hard work, if you think it's only supernatural, but no hard work, you are in error. Yes, you do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power. So I said, what is the power? Then the next verse, you see the power he's talking about. Rising from the dead, which is like a very great power to make somebody rise from the dead. If you know a dead person, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> May have exhumed dead bodies more than once for at different stages of death. Two years, five years. 20 years after a Zoom. You see, with this, for you to say this thing can rise. It's, 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 or even I've seen dead, freshly dead. They have seen death straight from the accident. Straight dead. They have not gone to the mortuary. I've seen the dead. It, to have power to, for it to rise. It's just not a small power. There are real powers that are at work even when it comes to money. So that's why when we take the tithe, you see, if you don't believe in the power of God, you can't pay tithe. Because it doesn't even make sense for you to pay tithe. Oh, yes. The church you are paying tithe to, your church, is far richer than you. And far richer than me. And far richer than any individual who works in this church. Far. by far. God told me that years ago, that the church will be far richer than you. Because one day there was something that was for me and I said, oh, give the church. The Lord said, no. The church, you and the church is like 100 to 1. You are not, you are a small little fry. This small one is yours. This is the church. Like this place, this belongs to the church. It doesn't even belong to my son. Or my family. Or my wife. There's nothing like that. In our church at least. There's power. That's why God said there's power to make you get wealth. Yeah. 
That's why the Jews, wherever they are, even up to today, there are Jews in Germany. And they are still controlling everything. And you ask yourself, why? Because to live, to have money, to receive is supernatural. And I want everybody here to believe. As God has blessed you and you are saved. You see, the next area that has to work is your finances have to work. Finances have to work. I said finances have to work. Finances are going to work. Finances are going to work. Now, finances are not everything. From a certain point onward, it doesn't change your life. I was listening to BBC on Friday. They were discussing, they said, from a certain amount of money upwards, it doesn't change your life, no matter how much you earn. You you don't become happier. You don't get anything more. So it's like, even money, it's just up to a point. From a certain point onwards, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. Because you already have a television, you have a bed, you have a car, you have, it's like, you can't do much more to it. You can't have a party every day. <laughs> yes. So money is not everything. And it must not control us. You must control it. And I prophesy to your finances. Listen, listen, your tithe and your seed is your miracle key to open power into your finances. Stand up, everybody. Stand up. One day I went to preach somewhere. And um, they gave me a little envelope offering. I could not even buy my ticket if I was to have been depending on it to buy my ticket to go there. But I was grateful. Some years later, I went to the same place. This time, when they presented me with a little, the offering they were giving to me. I said, oh, why? I reacted to it. I said, why? What is this? It's too much. The man said, listen, before you came here, we have decided. This is what? I said, oh, how? (laughs) You see, supernaturally, God directs, let this one go here. Even when you are rejecting it, it will be forced onto you. Say, I receive it. I direct in the spirit. Let rivers of wealth and prosperity be directed to where you are standing to your life to your business to the work of your hands I declare whatever is poverty around you let it be cursed from today in Jesus name I speak to your ability to tithe and declare that from today you will always happily release the tithe, the key of the supernatural 
You'll never be in error again. Denying the reality of the power of God or the power of the scriptures for your life. May God remember you and supernaturally raise you up financially. May you receive Mercedes Benzes. May you receive cars. May you receive keys to houses. May you receive wealth. May you receive all your needs being met in the name of Jesus, the Savior. Lift your hands and thank God. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, want to say, Pastor, Please pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. If you are here like that, lift your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. Maybe somebody invited you. Yes. But you know, I want Jesus to wipe away my sins. Please, don't say black is white. Oh, I beg you. If you are a sinner, say, Charlie, I am a sinner. I need the mercy of God. That's all. It's not about arguing. Not about arguing. Arguing will not give you mercy. Accepting that you are a sinner will open the door of salvation for you. If you are here and you know you need God's mercy and God's grace to save you today, then lift your right hand up high. If you've lifted your hand, come to the front here where I'm standing and I want to pray with you. Come quickly. Come join me and say this prayer. Say Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. Please forgive me for all my sins. Today I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Master and my Lord. Oh God. Oh God. Please forgive me and cleanse me. I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me, to wash me, to cleanse me. Make me a new person, Lord Jesus. I ask for mercy. I ask for forgiveness from today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. Jesus name. From today, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. 
I'm going to serve God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now, before you go back, I want to give you a present so that when you are going home, you have something to take with you. Amen. Are you happy about the present I'm going to give you? This is my book. I wrote it. I printed this book in Dubai. And I brought it for you as a gift. It's called How to Pray. Do you like it? Yes. It's, the price is 40 cities, 45 cities. But it's free for you. Anybody who... Those in the congregation, they have to buy 45 cities. But yours is free. Amen. Will you read it? It's my gift to you. Are you happy that I've, I've given you a present? What a blessing. Amen. And I know God is going to change your life. So, when we close, all of you who are holding the book, come to this side here, this side. Yeah. And just three minutes, if you are holding the book, we are going to come. The other younger prophets and pastors are going to come. They will pray with you. And then you go back to the house. Is it a blessing? So as soon as we close, go to this side over there. All right, God bless you. You may go back to your seat. Now, hallelujah. Sit down, please, for a moment. We are going to receive our communion. John 6 54 Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. Now, if you read in Matthew um, I think 26 Jesus said this is my body. This is my this is my body. <laughs> so today, you are going to eat my body. Wow. So Jesus' body is coming into your body. How many have heard of mad cow disease? It was a disease that came to cows for eating other animals or, or cows, I think they, they mix some things that they eat. Yes, and I think Alzheimer's disease and so on. It's like there's some diseases that cannibals have. Yes, you see, whatever you eat affects you. Now, a son of somebody. 
the way you know that it's a son, really, is by DNA testing. That's a real way to know. Give me some volume. Beautiful. Because the person's DNA is in you. So if the person has height or color or certain characteristics, they are in you because the person's flesh has made you what you are. That's why my son looks like me. Because my flesh, what is it? My flesh made him into him. He has the characteristics. So now Jesus says, this is my body. (laughs) So what is in his body? What is in him? There is no disease in him. There is no madness in him. There's no weakness in him, even weakness of the mind. Then he went on in Matthew and he said, This is my blood. He took the cup. He said, This is my blood. My blood. My blood. My blood. I mean, my blood is now coming into your blood. And my mind and my flesh is like you are receiving a flesh transplant. Hey! Wow. So today, as we come to this table, huh? it's not a small thing. It's a very Super, look, I want all those who don't believe in supernatural Don't come to church again From next week Go to the mall or do something else on Sunday Don't, don't come here because you, This is a supernatural experience There's power here This power, we are talking about power You don't believe it, I don't know why you are here He said, you don't believe the power of God That you don't believe burning bush Moses was speaking to the bush was speaking You're making a mistake so this communion is not just a ritual. This is my flesh. My body. I'm putting my body into you. Whatever intelligence is in Jesus is being transplanted into you. You know one day I was reading Matthew, Mark and I said a 29 year old boy can never write this when I was in prison, you didn't. Because these things, you know them out of experience and maturity that people in prison, people who are blind, people who can't see, people who are poor. It's experience in life that makes you appreciate it. So, a young person cannot know it. So, I said, Jesus was not a man. Yes. That's what I, I said. No, it was not a man. The teachings is too deep. This is my body. <laughs> Whatever characteristic I don't know whether your family Is made up of people with lack of a certain But today You are receiving His body, his flesh Hold it Father we thank you We declare this to be your flesh Your very body 
And as we receive your body, we receive intelligence, healing, but there's no sickness in Jesus. We see good flesh, good body, good organs, normal of everything in Jesus' name. And we thank you for your power that we receive at this moment. Lord, it's not a ritual. This is your body. Thank you as we receive your body. The body of Jesus Christ. This is my blood. Do you think a mosquito can kill Jesus? Do you think a virus can kill Jesus? Do you think that any of Jesus' blood cells will say, We are multiplying because we are tired of being around? No. Whatever cannot be found in the blood of Jesus. Cannot be found in your blood anymore. Say, I receive it. Father, we lift up this wine, juice, and we declare it to be the blood of Jesus Christ. As we receive it, we declare that whatever is not found in the blood of Jesus the Savior cannot be found in us again. It neutralizes all poisons, all cases, all diagnoses, all sicknesses, all side effects that are working in our bodies. In the name of Jesus. Someone here is receiving life, long life. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life. why he said my flesh is meat in this actually meat and my blood is drink the blood of Jesus when I see the blood oh, I feel the power of God here pass over you
Whatever makes you old. Professor. What makes you tired is cured today in Jesus' name. I receive it. Whatever makes you older than your age, more tired than you should be, receive strength in your life now. Yes, I receive Whatever makes your face older than your age and makes you look worn out, Professor. receive youthfulness in your life now. Every breast here is receiving deliverance from the curse of breast disease, breast cancer, breast lumps, breast tumors, and the fear of breast cancer in the name of Jesus. Receive deliverance. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. See something like oil on the floor. You are supposed to step on it, and then when you step on it, you are supposed to slip and fall. But I declare that your eyes are open to every snare and every trap that is to make you fall in the name of Jesus. You shall not fall, but you shall stand. You are standing. I declare you standing in Jesus' name. I receive it. Prophesy. Receive strength. I receive. I see bread. God is giving somebody supplies. Prophesy. Receive supplies. Receive supplies. I receive. You will never be hungry again after today. Yes, Lord. Whatever is lacking, I say, whatever is lacking in your life, by the power of the Holy Ghost, may you have abundance of that thing from today in Jesus' name. I receive it. Yes, I receive it. Lift your hands. He's coming to visit you. Angels are coming to visit you. Yes. Something supernatural yes, is Lord. coming to your house, yes, to your Lord. life this week. I this week. It. Before this I week ends, a supernatural visitation will occur in your life and in your house. I receive it. Prophesy, Daddy. We receive it. Prophesy. Jesus. 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 I hear the word visitation. Visitation. Somebody here is receiving a visitation. I don't know. Visitation. 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 I receive my visitation. This week. Yes. This week. It will be this week. In the name of Jesus. There is somebody here. You are fighting an enemy. But I see something like a spanner. God has given you a metal spanner in your hand. You are about to give your enemy a knockout. Receive a supernatural power. A supernatural weapon. To knock out the enemy that is fighting you in the name of Jesus. I receive. 
somebody here Professor. your life is like the life of a bed mm. bring it on you are here today another time you are here we don't know where you are supposed to be say daddy but from today Professor. whatever destabilizes your life yes Cast it in the name of Jesus. Listen, I was watching something about the CIA and I saw a man. The man said, they brought the man's rank. He's Mr. So-and-so. Do you know his position, his job? Destabilization and disinformation specialist. He's, he's, he's a destabilization and disinformation specialist. His, his work was to destabilize countries and pass wrong information. Mm. You see, and there are demons like that. Yes. They are specialists of destabilization and disinformation. Say that. Hey! Lift your hand. Whatever is sent into your life Professor. to destabilize your life yes. I find it with change you are declared a stable believer from today in Jesus name I now pull down the blanket of wealth and strength financial strength on your life financial strength I receive. financial strength in Jesus financial strength I receive. financial strength financial strength Financial strength in the name of Jesus. I receive. Give the Lord a mighty shout. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10-9 Central on ABC.